So this morning, we're a little bit light, aren't we? We have quite a few people out. A lot of folks traveling, I think. I try to keep up with everybody on Facebook at this time of year, and I know I've seen some folks uh, that are doing things that are uh, seasonal. Thank you, Angela, for running the uh, technology since Bobby is gone and Chris is out. So this morning is the first Sunday of Advent. Can you imagine? Seems like I was standing up here just yesterday saying the very same thing. This year has kind of flown by and it's had its ups and downs. It's been kind of a roller coaster of a year, but then again, I've probably said that from this pulpit a time or two. What is Advent that we should celebrate it every year? As you know, it's a season of hope and expectation. It's a season we remember the coming of the Christ child, the Son of Man who brought us hope. And that's what this first Advent candle that we've lighted here this morning represents to us, hope. We're going to talk a little bit about what that means. One of the things that it means is that we look forward with expectation to the fulfillment of God's promise. See, the first advent is all about the second advent. Advent simply means coming. The first coming of the Christ child really is about the second coming of the Son of Man returning to take us, his people, home. So the celebration really is is threefold. It's a celebration of the coming of the Christ child. It's a celebration of the coming of Christ in our lives every day. His scripture says that his mercy and grace are new every morning. The coming of Christ into our lives, if we'll just open our hearts to it, is an advent every day. And then the second advent... The coming of Christ as Christ the King is what we look forward to. So Advent is more than just about the event that we call Christmas. The returning of Christ in the second Advent. As Christians, we want to know when that will occur, don't we? There's this little nagging in the back of our minds that is it going to be today? As we wake up and we put our feet on the floor and we accept that grace and that mercy that God gives us every morning that's renewed in us every day, there's this little thought, I wonder if today is the day. But scripture tells us that only the Father knows the date and the time of Christ's return. Not even Christ himself knows when that will happen. Jesus says that we will know when that time is near because there will be signs. In the gospel, according to Luke, Jesus tells us about that. He says there will be signs in the sun, the moon and the stars and on the earth, distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. 
Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. See, it's not a time of fear for those who believe. It's a time of celebration. The message says, it will seem like all hell is broken loose. Sun, moon, stars, earth, sea in an uproar, and everyone all over the world in a panic. The wind knocked out of them by the threat of doom, the powers that be quaking. It's pretty colorful language. And then, then they'll see the Son of Man welcomed in grand style, a glorious welcome. When all this starts to happen, up on your feet, stand tall with your heads high, because help is on the way. See, what that's telling us in in Luke is that when we see the events unfolding across the world, with world powers clashing in the Middle East and wars and rumors of wars, raging terrorism, fear rising up across the planet, we are experiencing signs of the second advent. Now, we can react to these signs, these world events, with fear and foreboding. But that's not who we are. Our heads hung in doom and gloom like the unbelievers do. No, that's not us. See, we stand up and we raise our heads, Luke tells us. As Jesus tells us, because these are the signs that he is coming soon. Our redemption, our help, our hope is on the way. Jesus tells a parable in Luke. He says, look at the fig tree and all the leaves on the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Look at a fig tree. Any tree for that matter. When the leaves begin to show, one look tells you that summer is right around the corner. And it's the same here when we're talking about the kingdom of God. When you see these things happen in the world, you know that God's kingdom is about here. And so we shouldn't just brush it off it's not for some future generation. It's for this one, the Bible tells us. Sky and earth will wear out, but God's words won't wear out. So don't ignore the leaves on the trees, Jesus is telling us. Don't look at the events in the world and forget what Jesus tells us here in this passage of the gospel according to Luke. We need to heed these events for what they are. Signs that he is coming soon. Because the heat's been turned up in the world. The events are happening with greater frequency and with greater intensity. So we need to be ready. 
And we need to help others to know him so that they will be ready too. Because the first advent brought us light and hope and salvation. And the second advent brings judgment to those who aren't ready. It's an inconvenient truth, but it's truth nonetheless. This is not the Christmas message that most of us expect to hear. But we can never forget that the first advent is about the second one. The reason we needed a Savior in the first place is because He's coming again. And when He comes again, it won't be as a baby in a manger, but it will be as the King of Kings leading the angel armies. Don't be caught unready because Jesus tells us to watch. He says in Luke, be on guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. You have to be on your guard. Don't let this sharp edge of your expectation get dulled by Christmas parties and drinking and shopping. I know that's a big problem in this congregation, isn't it? No. Preaching to the choir here, but... This is the message that we need to be sharing out there with those that don't know him. Otherwise, that day is going to take people by surprise. It's going to spring on them suddenly like a trap. It's going to come on everyone, everywhere, all at once. So whatever we do, we can't go to sleep at the switch. We have to pray constantly that you'll have the strength and the wits to make it through everything that's coming and end up on your feet before the Son of Man. And if you're one of the ready ones, this is not a season to be concerned. This is indeed a season of joy. Advent is a season of expectation and hope. We celebrate the first advent or coming of the Christ child and we hope for the second advent, the second coming of Christ the King. It's a time where we look for deliverance from the struggles and strife of the world and set our eyes on the light of Christ. We hope for peace, not only for peace in our surroundings, but for peace within. And there's a story I like to tell It's a personal story I like to tell around Advent. When I was a younger man, leading Marines in combat in the deserts of Kuwait and Iraq, I found myself looking for peace in the midst of chaos on a December night in a fighting hole dug into the desert sands of the Kuwaiti border and the ground war was imminent and the atmosphere was intense and there were scud missiles and frog missiles all impacting in our vicinity and you could hear the whoosh of Hawk and Patriot missiles as they launched to intercept or retaliate. And as we sat in our holes with nothing to do but wait and reflect, every man was faced with the reality of his own mortality. 
and with the knowledge that soon we would be breaching the minefields that lay between us and the liberation of Kuwait. It wasn't a really good place to spend Christmas. Now, this was a time in my life where I knew of Jesus, but I didn't know him personally. And I also knew that I had a responsibility to lead my Marines. And that responsibility included getting them through the war with their minds and their body and their spirits intact. And there in my fighting hole with several of my Marines, I could see the anxiety in their faces. I could also see above me this vastness of a night sky with stars in such magnificent abundance that it brought to mind a Christmas card that I had seen when I was a child. It had the magi in the desert following a bright star set in a sea of blackness much like what was above my head at that moment. And it was one of those foil cards. You've seen these, right? Shimmering images, and they captivated my imagination as a child, and I could see that clearly. And there was comfort in that memory, but there was also conviction. And I remembered as as I was sitting there convicted in some way, my heart was troubled because I knew that there was something that I should be doing. And I remembered that the Red Cross had given us care packages and each each of those care packages had a small camouflage covered Bible and all it had was Proverbs and Psalms and the New Testament. And so I pulled one out of my field pack and I opened it to Psalms and it wasn't too long before I came across Psalm 91. And as I read it, the part that especially spoke to me In Psalm 91, it says, You will not be afraid of the terror by night, or of the arrow that flies by day, of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, or of the destruction that lays waste at noon. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not approach you. You will only look on with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. For you have made the Lord my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil will befall you, nor will any plague come near your tent. There was a sense of peace that came over me. As powerful as anything that I had ever experienced. I was so overcome with the sense of it that the entire psalm, I I read it out loud to the Marines that were around me. And as I read, some of them wept silently. Some just stared up quietly at the night sky. But all of them, to a man felt that sense of peace. I could see it in their countenance. Peace within by the power of the Holy Spirit. 
gone were these faces of anxiety. And so I made my way around the perimeter, visiting with each Marine in their fighting hole, sharing Psalm 91. And the same peace was apparent in each of them. And so this is just my opinion, mind you, but I think that one of the first steps in salvation, in my experience, I know it was this way. The first steps in salvation is the surrendering of self and the allowing of the peace of Christ to enter your heart. See, that experience in the desert was Psalm 91. It paved the way for my becoming a Christian after the war. And that Advent season for me was the peaceful beginning of a season of expectation and hope. A hope that ultimately led to the coming of Christ in my life. And so Psalm 91 will forever be deeply ingrained in the meaning of Advent for me. Because it represents all that I know about the promise of hope and of light. Deep, internal, down to your soul peace that only comes by grace. From the Prince of Peace, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so the question for this first Sunday in Advent is, are you ready? Are you ready? Not just for the celebration of Christmas, not just do you have your tree up, we finally put our little tiny tree. You know what? We didn't even get into the attic and get the stuff down this Christmas. We have kids scattered hither and yon. None of them are going to be there on Christmas Day. So we bought a little four and a half foot Christmas tree, put it on a card table with a tablecloth, put some lights on it and a little star on top, put some little glass ornaments on it, and that's our Christmas tree. But you know what? This is going to be one of the best Christmases ever. We have so much to be joyful about in our home. It's not just being ready for the celebration of Christmas, the celebration of our birth of of the birth of our savior Jesus. That's important. But are you ready for the second advent? Are you ready for the second coming of Christ the King? As you're decorating your tree, think about if Christ came today as I'm hanging this ornament, am I ready? And if He comes, how will you stand Before him, will you stand with your head raised like it suggests in Luke? If you haven't made the commitment to Jesus, I invite you to make yourself ready 
by inviting Jesus into your heart this Advent season. If you need to think about where you are, whether you're ready for a relationship with the living Christ, then think about it. But I encourage you not to tarry too long in the thinking. Because the signs are here. They're happening all around us. Turn on the news. See the leaves on the trees. They're beginning to sprout. And when you see them, know that your redemption is drawing near. Don't miss it by ignoring the signs. Don't miss it by waiting too long. Come experience real peace this Christmas season. Peace within. It's right here at the foot of the cross. It's right here at the table of our Lord. Peace. This is our hope. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.